The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. What's up, everybody? It is another episode of Critical and Thinking with your boy Ty Barnett and Ian Harris. How uh, you doing? How hey, you doing? What's happening? So we've uh, we're uh, we're coming back around. We're gonna we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk some politics <laughs> and some other stuff here again. We we had uh, we had some some wrestling on last weekend. If you didn't get a chance, but by the way, go back. We, totally different podcast last week um, or last time we were out, which was uh, Sonya Deville WWE superstar. That's right, and that was cool. Um, I go geeked back out and, a little bit. I yeah, geeked out a little bit. It was good. It was good. So um, so yeah, we're gonna get get back to a little bit what we're doing. We're, we're coming up on this. Uh, we're coming up on uh, on election time and um, time to. Uh, so, so it's gonna be a few things we're gonna. Co- okay, so listen. Everyone that listens to the podcast, I, you know what? If you get a chance, go write us. Write us and let us know what you want to hear on the show. And if you want, you can tell us what you don't want to hear on the show. It's not like we're going to listen. But still, <laughs> the point is that we want to hear your voice. But what I'm, I'm saying is to say that uh, we're open. We're as comedians, we're open to talking about a bunch of stuff. But we're also adults. We're also dads. We also vote. So we, we care about this country and we care about what happens in this country. So sometimes... You will hear shows that are more shows that are more so politically driven versus some that are just kind of goofy. So we try to mix it up for you guys, but feel free to let us know what you want to hear, and feel free to listen and subscribe to the Critical and Thinking podcast yes. because and share. Um, yes, please do let people know. And you know we're open minded people. We are. I like to think <laughs> that we are. <laughs> so don't don't be upset about that. But we got a couple of things. Like yeah. you said, we're going to talk about the midterms. Right. We're going to talk. And we have two guests. Two guests two. From, on the phone today. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, we're going to actually, uh, right on the phone right now, I'm going to bring in um, this guy I met. I was actually at Dragon Con, um, uh, talking about geeking out a little bit, and uh-huh. uh, he came to my, um, my talk, not my comedy, but my, my talk on um, on uh, martial arts and, uh, and did, a, did a story for, um, for his, his magazine online site, and, uh, and so we met. It was cool. We did a nice little interview. It was, it was really fun. But um, So joining us uh, today from the New York City Skeptics and AIPT science editor, it's Russ Dobler. Uh, welcome, Russ. How's it going? Oh, good. Thanks good. for having me on, Ian. Good to talk to you again. Absolutely. And and then oh, I saw Russ. I saw today when and this is Ty, by the way. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I, it's so funny because I, I this whole time I kept I, I until you clarified that it was Dobler, I was thinking Dobler, <laughs> and I kept thinking all I could think of was uh, say anything. Um, Lloyd Dobler. Right, Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. Did, did, I was like, oh, that's right. Did he pronounce? Well, it's more like, hey, Conrad Dobler. Remember Conrad yes. Dobler, the football player? There you go. He used to bite people's fingers. Yeah, think about uh, it. That oh way. wow. Yes, I was just like, hey, Lloyd. I just like, I, just, I was, I was really Those excited. Are two about different Lo- visuals, right there. Lloyd Dobler. Uh, <laughs> so what's what's going on, man? What's happening? What is happening in uh, in in your world? Give a, let let people know what you do and tell people a little about what you do. Well. um, so I'm not going to be get political at all. That is not my bag. So I'm going to take it down. <laughs> okay, it was nice uh, talking yeah. to you, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, well, so what I do is, uh, you know, Ian, I know you and I, we care about skepticism a lot. But I, I, I think I love what you do because a lot of times those kinds of topics don't really reach the people they need to. You know, because people do great work in magazines and, you know, great investigations. But it all kind of gets circular in a way. and. Right. kind of get stuck in the echo chamber sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, so what I like to do is I like to highlight the science and the skepticism that you see in pop culture, that you see in comics, books, video games, whatever, and maybe even kind of try to apply critical thinking skills to those things 
and to kind of get it, get it out to a wider audience. And the, the site I write for is called AIPT Comics. Uh, it's mostly comics, but it's comics, movies, uh, pro wrestling too. Nice. Uh, we got a big wrestling section. Um, and I have my own little fiefdom, my own little corner called the AIPT Science Section, where I talk about all that stuff. And uh, you know, I'm always looking for new contributors because that's the big, that's the biggest thing to me is because if you can get an expert to talk about something and you know kind of put his own spin on it in his own words i think that connects a lot better than you know just talking to anybody yeah and you know i was gonna say i mean sci- science i, I know it, it it ends up unfortunately being political it, it, which is which is everything's yeah. political nowadays but it's uh we have a lot of uh, science we, have, we had Kara santa maria on here um not too long ago we had yeah. uh, uh yvette don don the sci babe on here um yep and we you know science science education and getting science out to the masses is um I mean it, it, it to me it's got to be one of the top three issues in the in the at least in this country but definitely in the world right now I mean when you look yeah. at you look at the political climate not no pun intended on climate right. uh, it's um right. it's crazy that, yeah, it's crazy that we're arguing you know that there's scientists saying hey in twenty years we might there we might be underwater in some of these I mean it, it's getting it, they're saying it's worse than we expected. And when you think about some some of this stuff is being politicized, and we have the political, you know, the party that we have in power right now, it's it's crazy to me that that there's thirty to forty to forty five percent of this country that denies everything from the fact of evolution to the fact of climate change to these things that are basic basic facts that 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 every every third grader should know. And we have adults arguing with, with you uh, and calling you libtard on, on, on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, because you believe in facts. That's right. crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> well, it, let me ask you something. So, so yeah, it's a two part question. One to, uh, to answer Ian's question. I want to hear your stance on that, but also from the nerd perspective, because there was a time, you know, if you told somebody you were really into science like right. you, you were kind of looked at like as, as a nerd. It's like ah, oh, look at this guy. I mean, but now I think honestly, if you are in, if you're into science, like it, like the the sci babe, like there right. there are females in in cultures that are really into th- this type of you know this this area of education, and it's not it's no longer looked at as oh look at this geek. It's looked at as oh tell me what you know. You know, want to hear right. what you got to say. So when do you think that shift happened? to to where now it's cool to be into science and then uh to answer Ian's question about you know why these people are qu- so quick to deny that these things are happening even though they're happening in the places that they live <laughs> right well i think i think the kind of the shift to 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 science being kind of a hip thing uh it, it's always kind of i mean science science fiction yeah. and geek culture it's always kind of been intertwined and at some point and you know what? I, I I might actually I'm I'm kind of Marvel biased. I, I like Marvel a lot, so I, yeah. I think I'm going to give some credit to to the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. I think the advent of that might have been the turning point right. when geek culture kind of started to become American culture. And uh, and Tony now Stark. it's kind of <laughs> Tony Stark. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of pervade. It's like everywhere now. It's it's pervasive. You can't get away from it. Think of comic cons and and all the cons that pop up for different fandoms all over the place. And, at, you know, at the, at the same time, I was kind of kind of bothered me that science was kind of tied to geek culture, science and skepticism, because skepticism especially, I mean, everybody needs it. Right. You know, not just science, not just, you know, geeks, 
But at the same time, now that it is kind of everywhere, you can kind of still sneak it in front of a lot of different people. And at, at the very least, you know, I think all science people, all skeptics are probably geeks, but not all geeks are into science and skepticism. So if we could kind of close those two circles together, then at least we're getting somewhere. You know, it's funny when we were at Dragon Con, my our good friend, uh, um, who was, he's been on our show as well. Uh, Leanne Lord, great comedian, yeah. uh, Total, total nerd. Uh, she's so awesome. But she got, she hosted, she had a, a show at, at DragonCon as well. Um, but she also hosted a bunch of panels. And one of the panels she hosted, which was really cool, was um, they did the science of Wakanda. And they actually, right. they Wakanda actually, forever. <laughs> and they actually merged, what they did is the idea was, what of what part of that science fiction? Because we all know that, and, and and that's a big question too. Does science fiction influence reality, or does reality, or are those people just really good at predicting where where science is going? Because so many times we see the future, uh, we see science fiction, and then twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years later, it's exactly the way it was predicted. But that's what they talked about: was how much of Wakanda technology, Wakandan, it could be in the future. And it was a really cool discussion they had about yeah, like, yeah, we're already awesome. doing this or, um, you know, and, and, and you think about like, think about 1984. I mean, yeah, he was, he was, a uh, you know, a, a couple decades late, but that's happening right now. Well, that's it <laughs> still trips me yeah. out that yeah, we, really. we still don't have flying cars. Mm, <laughs> it, it, I could have sworn we predicted it happened. I saw it on the, the twilight zone, <laughs> but now let me ask you something. So, Right now, if you right now, because you say you're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so you, I'm sure I don't have to tell you any movie. What uh -huh. thing did you, have you seen in the movie? Did you say, damn, I wish that was right now. I wish we had that right now. And it wasn't a movie thing. Common sense. No, sorry. I wish I could synthesize atoms in, in my basement like Tony Stark in Iron Man 2. Okay. Um, which was a, which is a great moment. Like when he made the new element, which was a great moment, but also really ridiculous. You know, I don't get down. I don't, I won't get too down on the science of, you right. know, Marvel or anything else too much because like, you don't want to kill the fun because you're trying no. to communicate with people. I totally to believe people. that he made his Iron Man suit out of nanotech. <laughs> <laughs> I totally but believe the funny, the, the funniest thing about that was that he, he had to follow these schematics that his dad left him so he could make this new element. Yep. If you know anything about chemistry or physics, the only way you make a new element is like jamming protons in the old one. You oh. just smash them in there and boom, you've got something new. <laughs> uh, so it really didn't take a lot of planning, just a lot of power and probably not something he'd have in his basement. It was a cool moment, but you know, but again, it's one of those things where you can kind of take off from that and say, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." But here's how it would really work. By what? the way, I, th I think I, I think I did that uh, when I was a kid in my bedroom. If you looked at how dirty it was, oh, I think goodness. I uh, think I created several <laughs> new elements. Why, why do I feel like the Kaylee Kuko character in uh, Big Bang Theory right now? Both of y'all seem <laughs> like y'all know way more about this shit than me. <laughs> so okay, so and, uh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, actually, I, I, to go back to your political question, I, you know, I, okay, I, w I will get into it a little bit. You, you guys convinced me. <laughs> we got all um, <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> but you talked about, you talked about, you know, Ian, you talked about, you know, these are plain facts and how can people not believe them? Sad thing is, there are plenty of psychological studies that say facts don't convince people. Facts right. don't change people's minds. 
it's all about group identity. It's all about tribalism. It's all about signaling to your to the group, you know, your yes. people, your family, your town, whatever it is, whatever your social group is, and that playing, you're a member of that group. And playing on their emotions. Um, and exactly. getting, getting it's very emotional. Which is hilarious to me because every time I, which, I mean, it goes both ways. I just think it's funny. Like people have these, you know, like on the right and the left, like on one hand, you're everyone on the right's like, oh, the left doesn't love free speech. But every time you see a censorship issue, it's always somebody on the right. I get the same thing. I have all my right wing friends are like, oh, you, li- you libtards, all your stuff is based on emotion. I'm like, yeah, like abortion and uh, oh yeah, the, yes, all these scientific things that we that, that people on the left believe. That's all based on emotion. It's just no. Meanwhile, yes. everything you're doing is based on emotion. You're not looking at science. It's just it's it's funny. We we all have those. We all have our things that we that we go to based on emotion and things that we go to based on, on yeah. fact. I just think it's overwhelming. Uh, one direction more so than the other. But um, but yeah, it, it is it is really bizarre to me that people don't care about facts. And, 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 but, but when you think back, I mean, how many times have you heard people say, man, I, I, why did I have to take math? You may hear people say it all the time about stuff like I should have learned the stock market. That's something they should have taught in school. I'm not saying it isn't, um, or we should have taught cooking in school. Cause that's something you're actually going to use. Meanwhile, here I am learning calculus. And I'm like, anytime someone says that, I know they didn't learn calculus, but, uh, <laughs> but they're like, here, when am I ever going to use math in real life? Like I hear that all the time. It's like, you mean logic? Uh, you mean regular how to count and yes. balance a checkbook yes. and then manage your funds? Uh, yes. Yeah, sure. And okay. on top of that, you learn knowing measurements. You, when you learn algebra, you're learning or, or geometry, you're learning logical proofs. That's yes. what you're learning. You're yeah. learning how to take the elements that you have in front of you and find the hidden pieces and put together to find the answer. That's logical thinking at its purest. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, but, but that's, people don't, people don't think about, about it that way for some reason. Uh, uh, okay. So have you ever talked to somebody that you knew you knew more than, and then had to pretend like you did not know more than them? Um, I don't know if it's so much pretending. It's more a matter of, uh, <laughs> he said, I don't pretend. I just, it's more it. a matter of, of showing your humility and kind of asking leading questions. Uh, I, I gave a talk on astrology once. Um, <laughs> I only got I only got ten minutes to do it, and this was in front of a mixed crowd. Wait, wait, wait! And they so gave said, you only ten minutes to talk astrology? Yeah, yeah. Oh so my god! I I, I I had to debunk all of astrology in ten minutes. Um, <laughs> but it was actually use. It was actually useful. So the way I the way I spun it was, I, I gave a little bit. You know, my I, my bachelor's degree is in geophysics. So I kind of, you oh, know, damn. if astrology were, if astrology worked, I could probably tell you how it worked, uh, but it doesn't. Um, so, so I gave, I, I basically gave a, I threw out like one equation, not just not to overwhelm anybody and said, all right, you know, let's look at this. And, you know, if astrology worked, you'd see it this way. But then after that, I just kind of went through all the logical fallacies that we you know, used to make ourselves believe something, the way right. we trick ourselves, confirmation bias, all those things. Right. And I had a list of about 20 of them loaded up. And I said, all right, I've only got 10 minutes. I didn't tell them I had 20. I said, uh. I've only got 10 minutes. And I, let me see how many I can get through. And, you know, I got through about maybe 18 of them. And then my, my timer went off. And I was like, well, I did the best I could. Uh. There's a lot of them out there. Um, wow. And I, I, I went up, to, you know, and somebody came up to me afterwards and she said, well, all of my, I said, and she said, well, all of my friends fit in those specific astrological signs. I mean, that's why I'm friends with them. And I said to her, well, I mean, 
did you kind of reach that conclusion after you already knew them? I said, um, well, how about this? Isn't it possible that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the world. Isn't it possible that that could be true for you just by random? And it's not true for most people. And right. uh, she doesn't really buy any of it. But, you know, like I said, at the same time, that's about the best you can do. Just be humble and ask questions and try to plant that seed. And laugh behind their back. Of course. <laughs> it's simple. I got you. I totally understand. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it is it is funny, I mean, that, that we people don't even understand basic, like I said, confirmation bias. I mean, like, just understanding that. And then being honest enough with yourself to say, yeah, I'm, you know, because everyone does it. I don't care how skeptical, how scientific yeah. you are. Oh, yeah. We all do it. And and the trick is to put yourself in check and admit that you're wrong. It's really hard to admit you're wrong. I mean, I, 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 people. That's the thing, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guilty of, of holding on to stuff too long sometimes, too, and, and having a hard time admitting I'm, I'm wrong. But I usually, if you point out that I'm wrong and you show me with hard facts that I'm wrong, I have no problem yeah. Um, you know, the only time people say, oh, you never admit you're wrong. It's like, well, that's cause you haven't proven to me that I'm wrong yet. Like <laughs> if you show me data, let's, let's go, let's do it. But it's really hard even in the face of, of data and even in the face of facts to be able to say, yeah, yeah, I was wrong on that. I was, you know, cause it, it, people think it means that you're admitting you're stupid or, they, right. or something. And it's like, yeah. no, you just made a mistake or you didn't have all the evidence. You made the best decision with the evidence. Now you have new evidence. Now you can come up with a new, new position. You do know? you, do you find that among, um, other scientists and other people that are smart as you and, and, and know and have the, the same level of, uh, extra education, do you find that they're more open-minded to new ideas or they still are closed off to what they've learned? And because to me, I'm thinking if you've gone to school, you got a master's in this, this degree and all that. And if someone do you think people still have room to be opened up to new trains of thought or you think they're setting their ways in the science community? Well, there's the old saying, uh, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Uh, and the one, I, I think of that, that a little Coke differently. Than, <laughs> they said it about Coke. <laughs> I think of that a little differently than a lot of people do because if you have a little bit of knowledge, it's like Gunning Kruger, right? If you have a little right. bit of knowledge, you can fool yourself into thinking you're really knowledgeable about something. Yes. And the funny thing is, again, study, there are studies out there that it's actually, you know, it's not the, the, the Republicans, the conservatives with high school educations. A lot of them actually accept climate change, it, uh, but it's the more educated conservatives who deny it because right. they find reasons. You know, they'll they'll dig and they'll convince themselves and they'll use little bits of evidence here and there. And they're more sophisticated at arguing, basically, and they're more sophisticated at convincing themselves. Right. Yeah, um, but but their original yeah, premise is off. It's 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 the same thing with people. There's a lot of really, there's quite a few uh, intelligent people who get stuck into cults or get 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 are, that are highly yeah. religious, and they're yeah. they're educated and smart. And you go, how the hell does this guy believe the Earth is six thousand years old when he's a geologist? And you're like, because <laughs> because somehow somebody planted this this thing in his head that yeah. he has determined as fact from a long time, never fact checked that one thing, and everything else logically falls into place. If you right. accept that initial premise, and um, I mean, well, I remember learning that when I was a kid, listening to uh, to Rush Limbaugh, and I'd be like, "Oh, this guy's arguments are super sound," but I know there's something wrong with him. And I look at it, I go, "Oh, because the premise that he threw out up front is complete batshit nuttery." <laughs> and I go, "Oh, that's okay. a technical he, term, he has, by the way." He he pulled it out of his ass, 
And everything from there follows logically, but you have to accept that initial premise. And if you just go, and I remember I was a, a, a skeptic. I actually took a class on skepticism and, and it was speech argumentation and persuasion. And, and I brought him this, uh, some old, one of those old, uh, the, the professor, I brought him one of those um, like St. Anselm's, like, you know, uh, proof for God or whatever. And I said, hey, help me with this one. Like, you know, and the first, the first question was like, do you believe that God, that there, God is that which nothing higher can be conceived? And he goes, nope. And he walked away. <laughs> and I went, don't. <laughs> like, that's all he had. He goes, no, I don't. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that's right. If, if, as long as you don't accept this premise, the rest of it's, you know, is all BS. And, and that's, that's why I think, and that's why I was asking if, if he found a lot of people in the science community that that are smart and and they open their minds up because I could tell you man there are certain things I don't know there I mean I know it's hard to believe but <laughs> there are certain things in the world I don't know and 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 I purposely don't talk about them but I also am open to these trains of thought that when people come in and they say something new cuz I, I mean I know certain things but there are certain parts of this world I'm like oh my god I've never even heard of any of that so I, I was wondering again among people that your peers that are also so, uh, you know, educated like you as well, you know, are they, you know, still stubborn in their ways or are they just like, yeah, okay. you're right. I mean, it's true. It's true. You're right. I mean, the, the sad thing is as scientists, we're supposed to be the people we pride ourselves on changing our minds with evidence. But a lot of times there is that stubbornness right. and wow. it's, it's, it's more rare, you know, seeing somebody, seeing a, a highly educated scientist change their mind is rarer than you'd expect. <laughs> and a lot of the time, a lot of the times when you see paradigm changes in the sciences, it's not because somebody came up with this great argument. It's because the adherence of the old stuff just died off. Right. Uh, and the, the famous example is, I mean, think of Einstein. He's, you know, oh, this guy's some kind of Einstein. That's who we talk about <laughs> as being a really <laughs> smart guy, right? Einstein denied quantum mechanics until the day he died. Experiment after experiment after experiment. Wow. He just wouldn't believe it. And he didn't believe it because he just didn't like it. He thought it was inelegant. He said God doesn't throw dice with the universe. He just didn't want to oh, believe wow. it, so he didn't. Now, see, that's right. something right there that's blowing my mind. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got to look at Einstein a little different now. Hold up. Well, even, you know, I mean, Hawking, Hawking was a little bit that way um, as well in that, um, you know, there was a couple, a couple moments where where Hawking had fought, you know, his, his uh, held on to one of his um, one of his big his big uh, theories or, or or hypothesis for a long time, and then finally it came back as, um, um, you know, that it was that I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it. But, Hawking, Hawking actually, Hawking is actually a good example. But of, then he eventually turned oh, and said, "Yes, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was exactly, incorrect." Exactly. But it, but he held on to it for longer than he pro than a lot of people probably thought he should have. But eventually he, used, he said, uh, "Yeah, okay, yeah." He, he used to make bets with another astronomer, Kip Thorne, about, like, I think, I think the famous one from, you know, 20, 30 years ago was that he made a bet with him about whether a certain object in, uh, in you know, a certain astronomical object was a black hole or not. And it ended up being that it wasn't. And, and you know, he, he admitted it and once, you know, the data came in and I think he owed Kip Thorne like a, a year subscription to Penthouse or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he did pay off on it, so. Great consolation prize. <laughs> um, well, hey, we uh, we have to. Um, we actually probably need to to move forward because we have to. Uh, we actually have a a, a guy call, calling in uh, to talk, getting people out to vote. Um, but uh, you know, we got about five minutes here. So what what would you, what would be 
What's your what is your thing? So we have we have we call the show critical and thinking, and our and the 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 thing is that we we always want everybody to come at something at with us that's that they're critical about. Yeah, Ty. Wait, wait. Before you ask him that, because I know that's going to probably be a deeper answer than the next question. Okay. In the Star Wars universe, if you had to be one or two people, Han Solo <laughs> at his prime, or Luke Skywalker. Uh, Luke Skywalker. I'm not very adventurous. I, I am a geek. You know, I, I'm, I'm very, I, I sit down a lot. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't really, I'm not interested in making the Kessel run in any kind of. Uh, <laughs> he was so cool up until then, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, uh, our thing is, uh, like I said, critical and thinking, we like to either, either ask one or both. Something that that you that you want to get out there that you're that you're critical of, something that you that you're just really a, a pet peeve, thorn in your side that you want to talk to people about, or something that that's, that we that you've made you think, something that you changed your mind on that you were you were against at one point, uh, which kind of fits with what we're talking about now, and you had to you had to eventually change your mind and 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 make a make a one eighty and say, okay, I was wrong here, or or a new evidence has convinced me otherwise. Right. So Nate, what are one of those things that that you'd like to to bring out and well, I'll give you I'll give you one that I think kind of uh, plagued the skeptical community and, and at large for a while. And I don't know if it was so much that. Well, maybe it was. Cause I remember a few years ago. Um, so I'm part of the New York City Skeptics. We have a big conference every year called Nexus Northeast Conference on Science and Skepticism. Leanne Lord is actually our MC now for the past two years. She's coming back again next year. Oh, nice. A few years ago. A few years ago, uh, we had a debate between Kevin Folto, who does uh, you know biotechnology research, and some anti-GMO guy. Right. And uh, and um, you know this was I think we were kind of on the cusp. I, skeptics as a whole maybe were a little distrustful of GMOs at the time, or at the very least hmm. didn't know what to make of it. And I think that I you know not just locally. I think that was kind of everywhere. Right. But uh, you know, and then the being there in the audience. Yeah, yeah, being there in the audience. Well, remember, Bill Nye changed his mind. I think right. he was anti-GMO for a while. Right. So sitting there in the audience watching the two of them talk, I mean, to be fair, we probably could have had a better anti-GMO representative. Yeah. He, he wasn't, you know. But at the same time, it was like, you know, this all makes a lot of sense. You know, why didn't I think of these things before? Right. And I think that was, I think that really ca- caught the wave that kind of swept through, you know, all logically, critically-minded people being like, yeah, what, what, what were we so worried about? Yeah, I mean, it's just a technique. And then, you know, obviously the rest of the world didn't catch up to us, but I think that was an interesting <laughs> right. and an interesting point where, you know, we were all kind of like, wait a minute, and then we were like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, been, I've always kind of thought of it that uh, that way. Is that it's like you know, I and I get in this argument all the time where people say, "Well, you're talking about selective breeding," because I go, you, "The word GMO is is ridiculous." Every, everything we've ever ha- everything we have is genetically modified. Yeah. That nobody eats eats maize anymore. Nobody eats heirloom tomatoes. Everything no. we have is genetically modified. Go find a nectarine in 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 the in the you know in the in nature. 4,000 years ago before agriculture took where it is. Like, go find a pear. Go find an apple that's edible that's more than, you know, eight centimeters large. Like, it it doesn't exist. The difference is that we've, what people are talking about are genetically engineered versus genetically modified. When they say GMO, they mean genetically engineered. And people are just scared of the science. I mean, like, they call it frankenfood. Because what are you doing? You're taking out a gene and and you're selecting this gene to... 
out of this thing to, to breed. You're basically crossbreeding in the lab and coming up with seeds in one generation as opposed to over 20 yeah, years of yeah. many generations, and you're weeding out all the shitty stuff that comes along with you're it. You're making it better. You're exactly. Immediately, exactly. yeah, and immediately without making the ones that are the fucking crazy hybrids that get all wacky and, oh, this didn't work, let's try this one. Oh, this one didn't work, let's try yeah. this one. It's, let's make this, and this will, oh, here's a tomato that lasts a year longer and that, or that has an extra month uh, of uh, without freezing or whatever. It's like, why is that bad? Because people yeah. put out those things that there's salmon DNA in these tomatoes. Well, well, don't you, first off, there's no such thing as salmon DNA. <laughs> DNA right. is DNA. Right. Second of right. all, you eat salmon and you eat tomatoes. <laughs> so why does it matter if there is some sort of thing? I in- think it's honestly this thing of people are so afraid of change in this, again, to go back to what we talked about earlier, their belief system. Right. If you challenge their belief system, what they've grown up on, right. it's hard yeah. for them to see anything other than that. Even if you tell them, like you just said, we're getting rid of the bad stuff in right. here. We're making this, ah, how do you know yeah. it's bad? Well, my grandparents dealt with it. Well, right. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. You know, so I think that's part of it. That's part of the reason why you have this resistance to it because, right. you know, we used to cook with... Um, with uh, Crisco, remember Crisco? Well, but lard actually, like right. the white, the right. white stuff. Like so. you would take it, put it in a pan, let it would, and it would melt in the pan. Right. And that's all. It, it made the <laughs> best chicken, the best. <laughs> and then you get older and you start realizing, oh shit, I probably shouldn't it's be. Probably not the best. Thing yeah, it's probably not the thing. So if and his, his his was crazy that if I were to still live in Chicago, I would be around people that still cook like that. They wouldn't, oh. you know, but living in California, I'm like, oh, I probably should do a different kind of oil if I'm going to do that, you know, use more olive oil and stuff like that. So I honestly think at the root of some of these people's problems with sciences like this, like this type right. of stuff, is they're scared of change. you shaking, yeah. change and yeah. shaking up their world. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, right, it's been a pleasure having you on. Tell people where they can find you, what they can do, um, where they can like you and, and, and all your stuff, everything you got. Don't tell them the so, Luke yeah, Skywalker uh, thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, if you're in the New York City area, check us out, New York City Skeptics. Uh, but my main avenue of outreach is through AIPT Comics, uh, specifically AIPTcomics.com slash science. We talk about all manners of uh, skepticism and science in comics, books, movies, TVs, whatever. So go there. If you like it, share it. Uh, help us get the word out because I, I really think this is how we reach people, you know, beyond the echo chamber. And if you're, and if you're willing and able, Hey, contribute too, because, uh, you know, the more people, the more voices we have, the better, because the bad guys have a lot more voices than we do. That and a lot more money. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. It was a pleasure having you on and we'll, uh, hopefully uh, maybe I'll see you next, next, next dragon con, if not before. Yeah. I hope so. Appreciate you, bro. Take care, man. See All right. You. Take care guys. All thanks. Right. This is a critical in thinking with Ty Barnett and Ian Harris. We Sus- are go uh, ahead. We uh, subscribe. We, yes. we got to tell people that you know this is we're we're building something here. This is grassroots. Yes. All right. So uh, go like the page, like the the whatever we do, whatever you see with us on it. Go to it and tell other people. You know what I'm saying? Because we, like I said, we're open minded, yeah. um, but we're also funny people. So we tell jokes as well. So and and speaking of grassroots, oh, the guy we're gonna have on right now. I'm just gonna I'm, you're gonna hear me call. I'm gonna call. This guy, his name, his name is Nassim Makaya. Makaya. Oh God, I'm gonna. He's gonna have to pronounce his last name. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Outvote, uh, which is a, an app to get Democrats elected this November. That's right, uh, politics, bitches. Yeah, back to politics. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Nassim a call right now, and 
and we will talk to Nassim about getting out to vote. Hi, Ian. Hey, Nassim, how's it going? Pretty good, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thank uh, you, bro. And this is Ty, my partner, Ty Barnett. How you doing, man? Hi, Todd. Hey. Uh, Ty, yeah, Ty, T- it's T-Y. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, uh, people, Ty, are, no, 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 believe me, dude, you're not the only one. It always happens. I always tell people <laughs> Ty, and they say Todd, and I'm like, I need to enunciate more. Yes. And that's great until yeah. I go back to Chicago and I get around people who I normally talk around. They're like, motherfucker, why are you talking all proper and shit? I'm like, because I've been telling people my name and I have to enunciate. <laughs> They're like, whatever, Todd. Let's move on. I have the same issue. I just say Steve at Starbucks at this point. So. Ah, no, actually, you know what? Say your say your name because Ian was. We were trying to figure yeah, out. So, the, well, your last name. I've I fucked up your last name. Uh, oh yeah, last name Makia. So Makia. Okay. Makia. I wasn't sure if it was Makaya. I was like, Maki- oh man, I'm gonna screw this up. All right, Makia. <laughs> That's cool. All good. Yeah, Nasim. But you know, N- honestly, Nasim is not that hard. Uh, my name is Ian. It's three letters. Starbucks has never gotten it right. <laughs> Like I'm like it's three <laughs> letters. Hey, Ian, how do you spell it? I and the first they write E. I go no no no. Start again. I they write E. Start again. I they write whatever you want to. However it works for you, so that you can call my name and I know that it's my coffee. That's all that matters, dude. Steve uh, Macchiato <laughs> for Steve. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so uh, tell tell the people that we uh, tell our tell our audience uh, what it is you do and you're do and what you it is you are doing. Yeah, so we're outvote, and we are basically an app to get Democrats to go vote. Um, you know, uh, campaigns right now basically spend a lot of their budget on ads and you know emails, TV and radio ads. You get you guys probably get a lot of text messages from strangers these days, just like, "Hey, it's Emma or Joe from the campaign," and you know, don't forget to vote. Right. Um, so we're we're trying to shift that budget a little bit to conversations between friends and. Uh, things that actually kind of get people to, to the polls. It oh, turns nice. out a lot of that stuff people just ignore. Right. Um, so what we're trying to do is we've built an app that you can basically, uh, you know, encourage your friends to go vote, remind them to vote, make sure they're registered in the right place. And, you know, especially we'll tell you if they live in a swing district. Um, so it would be really critical that they vote, you know, so if you're living in like a blue, solid blue or solid red, and you feel like your vote doesn't matter. Well, there's a good chance, you know, someone who does or right. like your friends will be well connected to other folks who do. I now, love it. You know, and the one thing I've, I've been thinking about, I mean, this is way bigger than we can't do this. We can't do this in two weeks. But with all this purging of, of uh, you know, of voters and cheating, and che- yeah, absolute cheating, purging of voters and making and, and these Crazy. stupid ideas, stupid law that these these laws they have where you have to, you know, you have to have a specific driver's license. And if it doesn't have a picture of you that was from a week and a half ago, then it's invalid. And, it, you know, just all this kind of if you the don't drive, doing in North you Dakota, must drive bro. a Cadillac to the polls. Why? I don't, you know, all kinds but, of stuff. Yeah. And they'll, they'll send you something in the mail. And then if you don't like check the box and send it back, they'll like take you off the like you're not registered anymore. What? Well, and the other thing is sense. people, I just saw this yesterday. People don't know that, that you send back in your ballot. It takes two stamps because what? it's too big. Oh, your ballot, is, your ballot is bigger than a regular uh, mail. So it says right on it may require extra postage. So people put a stamp on it, mail it back. It'll come back to them. You know, the post office, it won't yeah, get there in time. That's right. So it, monsters, um, but so the, monsters. the thing is, my thought is I, I would love to see if a way in the future where we can just go to, to these places where people have been kicked off the off the polls, or go to these places where where these old people can't get to the DMV. That's because that's the other thing. Then they go close the DMV in these areas, mm-hmm. so they got to go fifty yep. miles. So just go to their house, bring a a, a, a 
people that are authorized by the DMV go to their go to their house, sign them up, get them their get them their 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 registra- their get them their their ID and their registration at their house, or get a bus and go. Okay, tomorrow we're come picking you up at twelve. We're gonna drive you out here. We're all gonna get registered. We're gonna drive you back. And and I wish there was a way we could do that because I, I wonder how many people are gonna show up. Um, or have volunteers at every poll that when someone shows up and they go, Oh, you're off the, off the, off the poll. Here's a provisional ballot. Do this right now. Here's how to do it. Cause a lot of people don't know to ask for that, by the way, they don't know to ask for the provisional ballot. So let me ask you, dude, cause I, I actually just had this conversation with, uh, my daughter, my oldest, uh, who is, she's old enough to vote. So I'm trying to convince her to vote, but she's of this mindset that, that it doesn't matter because the corporations are controlling a bunch of stuff, which she has a point to a degree about the corporations. You know, you think about what's going on with the NRA and what they're doing with the Republican sure. Party and all that stuff. But I'm trying to get her to understand that a hundred, because I saw, I don't know if I told you this, but I saw, uh, did you watch uh, Fahrenheit 11.9? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. You yet, should no. watch. But you, I've heard it's good. It's really good. And what I did not know myself was, I knew a lot of people didn't vote, but I didn't know it was 100 million. Yeah. 100 million people it's did so not lot. vote. It's crazy. So, it's worse than the midterm. Yes. And, and, that, and so, so you, do you find your job is being, because to me it sounds frustrating already. It, it sounds frustrating. What do you find is the hardest thing for you right now and what are you doing personally? What What is your, I'll tell you this real quick, like, because we're comedians as, as well. So when I do jokes about Trump, I have to change my wording sometime to get these people to understand what I'm about to say. What are you doing specifically? <laughs> I know it's You, it's you crazy. should make all your jokes it's, about Voldemort. <laughs> this way, this way. Well, you know what I'm talking about. But what are you doing specifically to get these people who you know are already apprehensive about voting? What are you doing to convince them to get out there and make their voices heard? Yeah, well, I think that's the whole thesis behind this thing. I think part of it is that, you know, your daughter and, and a lot of people, you know, like her are feeling that way. That's like their vote doesn't matter or that, uh, you know, corporations control everything or that, you know, depending on where they live, like, you know, it's, all, it's always going to go one way. Um, but, and, you know, and they, and they're subject to all these ads and stuff, but the fact is if all her friends were doing it, she would go vote. Um, so Good you point, just right. need to, to network into that, right? Like, uh, and, and somehow kind of get friends to be, to, to kind of do the right thing, right? Or at least get that leader in the group to start the peer pressure basically and start being like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, this is important. Uh, you know, these midterms are probably the most important of their Certainly, yes. their lifetimes, but potentially for many years to come, it might be. So it'll it, be the most. Important. It might be. Uh, several people have said, and and they're joking and being hyperbolic, but they're also serious. I've heard many people, actually, some very, very uh, high level political analysts say this may be our last election. Um, <laughs> and they're not joking that they, they, they it may, they may just say, you know what, we don't, we don't need to, you know, you, I mean, they've already done it. They've already said that they've, they've already said with the Kavanaugh thing with, with the, with, with Medicare, with, uh, healthcare, with all these things, 70% of the, of the population is saying, we don't want this and or we do want this it. and they don't care. They just say, fuck you. You're, we don't, they just thumb their nose and they, they do not care. 
at all what the American people say or want, or they don't, they do not care. They don't care if their children die from, from climate change issues. They don't care. They're getting theirs. They're on this earth for 10, 20 more years. They're going to die with 900 houses and a, and a few yachts. And that's all they care about. It's insane yes. that, to me that they, that that's all they care about. But I, I think, I think the other thing though, that you need to do with, with like your daughters, we, we also need to not tell people. It's kind of what Russ was just talking about. We need to quit telling people. You need to ask your daughter questions to make her answer these questions. So, right. so, so, okay. So you say the corporations run everything. Even if that were true, let's say that Hillary Clinton is a corporate, has corporate ties, just like Donald Trump and right. Mitch McConnell have corporate ties. Do you think asking her this question, do you think Hillary Clinton would have picked Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court? Right, exactly. Okay, so even if she picked another corporate guy, don't you think she would have picked somebody who at least aligns with what she says are her views? And if she says these are her views and she doesn't vote along those lines, and where there's 100 million of you ready to vote, guess what? In four years, you vote for Bernie Sanders. And if Bernie Sanders doesn't vote along your line and, appoint, and, and put Supreme Court justices and these kind of people that are going to work for you, then you vote that guy out. And you can do that regardless of the corporations. Right. And the thing is that it would, if you say, if you tell her, if you really think that the corporations are the one are controlling this, then the fact is you're right because the corporations are the ones telling you not to vote. Right. So, and okay. So that brings yeah. me, that brings me to what I wanted to ask you. So I, I get what you're saying about the, the getting their friends to, to vote and kind of put the peer pressure on them to do this. When you, with your app, is it is it like a um, how how was your approach with the app? Like so, when I go to it, like is this like is it like a Facebook for politics like that? Is it what is it? Something you text people? So, yeah. So the way it works basically is what we do is we match your phone contacts to a national voter database of over two hundred sixty million people. So we've licensed the same one the campaigns and the party and and folks use and it's provided by the fifty states, right? So that's publicly available information, not who you voted for, but just. If you're registered to vote and if you voted in the past, so oh, so you, so you don't, so you don't go what party? It's just whether you're registered to vote. We tell you the party as well, so we will tell you which of your contacts in your phone book, basically, if they've missed elections, if they're Democrat or Republican, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, 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 you know, yeah, and and their voting history, if they live in a swing district, is a key one. Oh. So, you know, that's usually what folks are interested in. What we want to do is nice. say, okay, here are your friends who missed the primary or missed the midterm you know, coming up. So they missed the last midterm, so don't let them miss this one. Or these folks live in a swing district. It's critical if they don't vote, you know, that there's a huge chance that the wrong person gets in office and things get even worse. Right. Nice. So yeah, those okay. are kind of the compelling reasons. And then to, to, to basically distribute that, what we're doing is we're working with really big organizations like Move On, Swing Left. Um, you know, we've even built a nonpartisan version for Vote.org as well. Uh, we're working directly with Democratic state parties and working directly with candidates um, and Senate campaigns. And uh, we're working with Flippable as well with a bunch of state ledge houses. Um, we're, yeah, so, so a bunch of campaigns we're working with. We're working with all the folks who have done the hard work of building big volunteer networks, um, you know, over the years. And so right. we're kind of like, hey, we're engineers. We'll bring the tech and you guys let everyone know about it. We'll make sure it works the way you guys want it to work. And it. we'll will kind of turn, turn some votes around. Can, can I, can I add, this is a totally side question, but it, it reminds me because you mentioned move on and a few other playing. Do, do you, I don't know if you have any, uh, I wonder this, I really would like to talk to some higher ups that like I get, I'm on all those things. So I, I get emails every day from 
DGA and from Move On, and I get them from all these different PACs, like Democratic PACs, right? Always trying to raise money. It's, you know, I get an email from Kamala Harris saying, if I don't get a dollar from you now, then, then, then Brett Kavanaugh is going to rape your children. And I'm like, yep. oh no, I better do it. And then the next day it's like, woo, wow, what a great job we did. We stopped Brett Kavanaugh from raping your children. If you don't give us a dollar then, then it's all going to go away. Uh, and they do this whole thing every day where it's fear. And then the next day is congratulatory, yeah. but we still need a dollar fear. And I go, don't you realize Democrats or whoever it is, all these organizations, I know they're PACs and you look you are confirming everything that yeah. the fringe left says you are. It drives me crazy. Like when I see it, it's like, there's a vote coming up in the Senate. And if we don't get $20 million by tomorrow, then it's all going to go away. Oh, really? How is $20 million going to keep you or not keep you from voting correctly? Like, I don't care how much money we raise for the DGA.com. How is that going to change the Republican 51 votes to confirm Kavanaugh? Like it, it and everyone yeah. knows that that's bullshit. And everyone, and that just makes people cynical. And they go, "These people just want my money. Right. They're just as bad as the Republicans." And 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 I don't think they're just as bad. First of all, the there no, there's not even a close comparison. Yeah, no, but it right. makes it seem that way. And no, all, no, I get it. And, I get and every it. day I look at this and I go, "Ah, oh, you're just trying to scare me into giving you money." But you. the point is that how is my dollar going to make you vote no on Kavanaugh? Right. A, you should be voting no on Kavanaugh anyway. anyway. Exactly. And B, my dollar, right. my dollar to you, Kamala Harris, isn't going to stop no. uh, Lindsey Graham from voting yes. Not so it's like all. it's not. Right. It, and tell me how my money is going to work. Like, or when they say, "Oh, Beto lost. Beto's lost two points. If we don't get X amount of money by tomorrow, we're going to lose this." Well, how is that going to help? Tell me what it is you're doing with this money that's going to magically make Beto go up in the in the polls tomorrow. Like it just it just right. reeks of corporatism, and it's driving everybody from the left away. It drives me nuts because it's like change your strategy so that you don't drive half of your constituency away. Um, well, I think that's part of the reason we're, we're doing what we're doing is that folks are looking for a way to help and make an impact and care, but they, there's only kind of two things they can do right now. Either they can donate, which like you said, is, you know, sometimes it's the one-time thing. It's always a big ask for most people, right? Not, right. People don't have tons of money to give away. And sometimes it feels like it's not going to the right thing. Like you said, uh, they can also volunteer, uh, you know, a ton of their time door knocking, which is super helpful. But most people don't have tons of time. So what we're trying to do is be like, hey, here's a way you can help. Turns out your vote matters. So does the vote of the, you know, on average, people have 500 folks in their contact book. And right. all their votes matters too. And you actually, they value your opinion. You can change their behavior in a way that all this money they're raising, it actually doesn't work that well when you mm. spend it on ads and whatever else. It doesn't really work that well right. when it comes to turning out voters to the poll. In fact, no. It's pretty marginal, especially um, young voters, because you know, young voters that that don't pay attention to that stuff. So and so I guess that's why I want to know what because I'm a little I'm a lot. I shouldn't say a little. I'm a lot. Uh, there's a I'm disheartened by, by what I'm seeing. Not necessarily. Yeah. There are certain things that I'm seeing that I'm like, OK, I, I, I understand why this is happening. But they're like. Right now, when they're per, uh, the the voter purge, the the denying Native Americans their right to vote, they were here first. They were <laughs> they're fucking yep. here first. Um, the the uh, what they're doing in Georgia, what they're doing with with uh, trying to the, the, all of the voter suppression, all of and there. Here's the thing: they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Yeah. So that's the thing because that's they're scary. in full power. They don't care. They, they they've completely gone nuts with power. Right. So. 
what do you think realistically? Where do you, what do you think the chances are in the midterm realistically? Because we know facts don't matter to these idiots anymore. We know it. We know the corruption of the because here's what they've done. They've convinced. Then this is how they've gotten these. Man, I try not to get upset today. I fucking tried it. <laughs> they have they have gotten these goofy motherfuckers <laughs> to believe that their corruption will somehow help them. I see so many people posting, "We're winning, we're winning," and I'm like. They're, yeah, it's, all about winning. it's they are winning. They are taking their money. Well, They're not giving you anything. They're not gi- giving Trump you. A ch- actually, Trump actually said, "Well, we won on uh, the on 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 the the sixty minutes when she asked him, uh, what, God, I can't remember which question it was, but she's like, you know, <laughs> do you think that's right?'" And he goes, "It doesn't matter. We won." Do you see what right. I'm saying? Like, that's all he cares. That's so, all he cares so my my question yeah, to you, my question insane. to you is is that since facts don't matter anymore, since the corruption doesn't matter anymore, since the lying doesn't matter anymore to these people, what chances realistically do you think we have as Democrats to take? Well, the I mean, what you have to do is you can't trust. Basically, you can't trust the Republican Party to do the right thing at this point, and no. so you have to take back. Congress. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Either, you know, we need to pick up a couple of Senate seats or we need to take back the House. And, you know, so so you need to, like, to be honest, what we've hit upon, we know works. We studied it in the primaries and we found that as soon as a friend messaged one of their friends, uh, sent them a single text message, they were 10% more likely to vote, which is a hugely impactful thing, right? Like when I'm door knocking, if I get someone at the door, which which is about six times an hour at best, they're going to be about 8% more likely to vote. But when I send a single text to a friend, they're 10% more likely right away. So, you know, if I spent an hour sending texts, I would be pushing a lot of votes. So the fact is like, if every Democrat did this, it sounds ridiculous, but if every Democrat encouraged all their friends to vote and you'd be surprised how many of your friends don't vote, even if you think they're, you know, liberal and they agree with you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just forget or they move and they got registered in the wrong place. There are all sorts of like valid reasons. I mean, aside from the ridiculous reasons of being purged right. or something like that. If I, um, if, if I may offer a suggestion when you do taxis, if you add a booty shaking video, <laughs> I guarantee you. It goes to 20%. Number, 20 at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I think. Yeah, I think some clickbait at the beginning or Yes. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think I think it's it's more about, it's 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 like anything. We, we, we know this. We know this when it comes to doing comedy shows. I can do an event. And and I'll have a hundred people I invite. Ten will see, and then ninety of those people I'll leave the town. And a week later they'll be like, "Hey, when are you coming to my town?" I'm like, yeah. dude, you were on the event. I posted <laughs> nine videos. I put up posters. I did this stuff. But if I go in and and message each one of those nine yeah. people and go, "Hey, I'm doing a show," my numbers double. Yeah. All of a sudden, fifty people buy yeah. a ticket. I'm like, oh, the, whoa. The, the personal connect because they don't. People don't see it unless there's a there's a personal connection. And, and if it's just out in the ether, there's so much information. There's so much entertainment. There's so much stuff right. going on. We're not paying attention to these ads. And you need someone to hold your hand or to go, hey, here's what we're doing. Go out, get out, do your, you know. And I think that this app could really work. We have to. There's two. There's a couple key places. I was watching Bill Maher this weekend, and and they were talking about. Three Senate seats. They said there were the there's 25 congressional uh, seats that are up that were won by Trump, but they were Hillary. Uh, I mean that they were then states that were won, areas that were won by Hillary, but they're Republicans. So there's 25 that could easily go blue in the House, and that would that would win us, um, especially now with everything. So they think those they think the House is pretty good. That we need, I think, 23 to flip it, and there's 25 that are already um, blue areas. 
that are just happen to have uh, Republicans in. But as far as the Senate goes, like, there's like three that are super important. Um, and I think yeah. Missouri, Texas, um, North Dakota, believe it or not. So there's four and there's one other. Right, and that's why they're doing what they're doing in North Dakota. And, and, and Yeah, exactly. And we have yep. to... Those are the places that like I know I know Missouri's like 47 47 like right now it's so close. I know um I know that uh Beto and Ted Cruz there's not much chance for Beto but he's not as far off as we think. I mean, who knows that that 1 or 2% if we can get some people out in Austin and Dallas and Houston where it's actually more liberal and and more more um you know uh uh, uh diverse, we could he could win that. Uh, you know, North Dakota actually for some and Maine I think is the other one where it's like they're super close and um, yeah. But we're losing ground, but it's, you know, it's one or 2%, but that one or 2% isn't that much when we're talking a state like that. It's no. not, it's a couple thousand people really. Um, so yeah, so those places, those look it up with your, if your Senate's in a, if you're in a, a swing state or even, even a red state or, or any state blue state, even if you think it's a solid blue state, you live in California, like we do go out and vote blue across the damn board. And and that's it. You have to because I, I'm not kidding you. It may it may be our last election. <laughs> I, and this is why I wanted to uh, I wanted to really get his opinion. Are you hopeful? Are you hopeful about what these uh, midterms? I'm, I'm hopeful. I think um, we're seeing we're definitely seeing you know the blue wave over the over the past year in terms of turnout. Um, you know, uh, I think black women alone have like won some elections. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, they yeah. they definitely uh, but, help get rid of the pedophile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. So that's been awesome to see. I'm I'm hopeful, but you know, I I mean, given 2016, well, like anything's possible. Like, know, do not bro. sleep. Do not not go vote. Do not not <sighs> download. Yeah. Like download out vote and tell all your friends. You know, even if you think they're all going to vote, just you, you need to do something. Uh, and we're trying to just like give you a little bit more. Thank for your buck in addition right. to voting. So, so tell everybody, but um, when then we we have to wrap up. But tell everybody exactly how they do this and what they should do right now, so that everyone listening can go and do it. And if you're listening, go do it right now. It's you probably do not part, not do yes, this. Yes, you got your phone and your computer <laughs> in your hand right now. I'm sure because you're listening. So go on right now and do what yep. you need to do, and then start texting people. So tell us how to do it. Yep, just go to the Apple Store or uh, Google Play Store. Download Outvote. You can uh, pick a campaign or we'll just drop you into a general Take Back Congress campaign. We'll show you which of your friends have been missing elections, so you got to bug them. We'll show you which of your friends live in swing districts, so you want to make sure they vote. And you want to make sure they also download Outvote because they're probably pretty well connected in those swing districts. Mm-hmm. Um, and just send them a quick text, send them a quick reminder, something friendly. It doesn't have to be you know over the top, uh, but just make sure they're on it. They've got a plan to vote and tell them about Outvote so they can do the same thing. Cool. And then we will also, um, Paul, we can make sure we, we, we post outvote when it, when it, when we post, put this episode up that we can push, post that on there, a link to it. I and, love, uh, I love what you're doing, bro. And, and, and thank you. you need to believe me, man. Uh, I, I want to be hopeful, but, but I'm also very aware of what we're up against this. I mean, if you, if you know, if you know, Star Wars, like right now we're in the empire strikes back. That's that's where we are right now. <laughs> that that's that's the, that's the episode in right we're in right now. So, uh, I love the fact that you're out here trying to get more people to vote, more young people to vote because I and I, it's so funny because I was telling my youngest, I was telling my oldest this today, that they're the generation that will fix this. The the younger yep. generation is the one that will yeah. fix what these old motherfuckers are fucking up. And I'm sorry, that's yep. 
Yeah, I tried, man. I did. You saw that. I tried for most of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you being on with thank us. You and and thank for you for doing this work, bro. We need you out there. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Take care. Take y'all. care, brother. Bye. Wow. All right. So we got we got about two minutes to wrap this up. Um, cool. <clears throat> we can do that. That's easy. We're, we're not doing the we're not doing the watch name until the next. We'll do that on the next one. Okay, yeah. Cool. We'll do that next. So uh, we're gonna leave with this. Um, I know I say it every show, empathy and all that. But understand something. Even if you're not if if you're if you're a Trump supporter, understand something. At the end of the day. Unless these people are sending you a check personally, unless these corrupt senators are sending you a piece of the money that they got from the NRA personally, you're getting fucked. Unless these people are giving you money for your house, your family, your food. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about the $100 uh, little package or whatever. That I ain't talking <laughs> about that. I'm talking about giving you real money, like the money that they get. Unless they Which are is your money you, that they're exactly, getting. Exactly. <laughs> unless they're giving you that, you are getting fucked. Quit thinking that you're winning because these people who wear the same jersey as you say that you are winning, even though you don't see it in your pocketbook. You don't see it in your house. You don't see it in your community. You don't see it in your school. How are you winning? This is how they're getting you to vote against yourself. They're taking away your education. They're taking away your Medicare. They're taking away, and they keep saying, oh, the Democrats are going to take away your Medicare. Yeah, the Democrats who only fight for Medicare and healthcare, who have no power, we don't have any one of the branches of government. So anything that happens right now, none of it. every single thing that happens right now is 100% because of them. Everything. And including right now, the economy they keep talking about the economy, the economy. The economy isn't is actually slowing down. The <clears throat> the stock market is not a good indication of the economy, especially <clears throat> if you don't have stocks. Right? Yeah, I love all these guys living in their trailer. Well, my, what what, yeah, what stock do you have, dude? Like, what, 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 <laughs> seriously? Like, you don't even have socks. What do you mean you got stocks? <laughs> like, what? It's come on. Like you and and that is not. And even That's if that hilarious. was the case, it's still it's slowing down, and we're still we were still seeing a boom from from Obama and a little bit of push because because corporations are 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 excited a little bit about what's Trump's going on but every economist is, is predicting a crash you haven't got your taxes yet wait wait till 2019 and we'll see what your tax is like because exactly I love how everyone last year was like well I got a thousand dollars back this year oh you, oh yeah well that's funny because uh that the tax thing that just passed goes into effect next year dummy yeah because you do you're Filing 2017 taxes, not 2018. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see we'll in see. 2019. Um, um, go, go to uh, like us, uh, subscribe to Critical and Thinking. Again, you share guys share it and tell your friends. Tell all your people. Tell everyone. Oh, and also rate and review it because that's, right. that's what gets us up on the up up there. That's rate right. and review. Let it. Give us a don't start. hurt our feelings though. Yes. That is unnecessary. And like I always say, <laughs> if you love the show, give us five stars. Your opinion matters. If you don't love the show, no one gives a shit what you think. That's right. No, I'm just <laughs> All right. See you next time. Take care.